Last time, all knights of the rolled table. With their rowboat destroyed, our heroes are stranded on the island until two ships appear and offer them safe passage. Both are pirate vessels but have very different crews. The knights choose to board with Captain Honeymist and are recruited to raid Captain Dropoff's treasure trove. But on the high seas, things don't always go according to plan. So initiative is rolled, and uh, the one of the figures is going to go first. That's the figure that stood and moved toward the uh, wall. And uh, gravely, as you see this figure stand and move, you can tell you recognize kind of the partly recognize and partly you kind of recognize the movement. And you're pretty sure, at least maybe seventy to eighty percent sure, that it's Bashir. Uh, from Dread X. Mm. Oh, no. Not this jerk again. And what Bashir does is yeah. he runs over and he pulls a line, which unravels, and a bunch of rigging starts to, like, roll through itself up in the cavern, and that sail up above your head starts to drop, and it's starting to fall down, which will eventually, like, cover you over the water in a few seconds, but uh, that won't happen this turn. So you see that happening and you kind of, you definitely notice the sail up there beginning to drop and it's Tiburon's turn. How far away are they? You don't know. You can't see a thing. They (laughs) were, before before. the lights went out. Yeah, before the lights went out, like roughly... You're about 15 feet from shore and they're probably 10, the table that they turned over is about 10 feet beyond that. Okay, and then elevation-wise, like it's something... We could get to. There is. They are actually elevated a little bit, but there's like a net hung um, down to basically be able to grab on and climb. So you could get up and grab rigging, which you'd be very familiar with climbing as a pirate. So you could get up there. Okay, great. And they haven't actually spotted us yet, right? No. Okay, great. Uh, all right, I am going to indeed uh, climb up that rigging. All right, so you swim up, climb the rigging. Between swimming and climbing, I don't want to do all the math, but I'll say you get about two there, um, and that's as far as you can get on a turn, and you're kind of like just, your head is at like floor level, so you're still a little bit hidden. It's as far as you can get on your turn. Okay. And uh, Maya. Okay, so I'm going to cast a Fairy Fire uh, on that area near the table. Ooh. So, so they're all going to light up. They Well, they have to make a dex save. The table's going to light up. Various um, things around there is going to light up, and yeah. they are going to make dex saves of one of them's for sure. Going to fail. They just fail. Both of them fail. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's a 20-foot cube, so the other guy's not within that 20-foot. Um, I mean, if you angle it off to the side to try to catch Bashir, then sure, I'll say yes. Okay. Um, yeah, so they're all... So he's got to make a deck save, too, then. Yeah. He also fails. They're all light up. What color? They're bright purple. Oh, they're bright 
purple, lovely lavender. They are definitely now highly concerned as they light up in lavender hues after all the lights go out. <laughs> and then um, Maya's going to swim to shore and try to make it at least to shore, but she's going to stay kind of right on the shoreline. She okay. just wants to get out from underneath that thing that's about to come down. Okay, you can get out about the same uh, distance as... Well, let's see. So you wouldn't get as far because if... Tiburon couldn't get within melee range, you probably would have dashed on your action. So he gets a fair bit farther up to them than Maya does. You kind of get to the bottom of the rigging. She just wants to get out from under yeah. the thing. So you get to the edge to of the water. It should okay. be. All right, Soot. Soot is terrified of being drowned, so he is just going to use his action to sp- like swim as fast as little arms can carry him to the shore. Um, I think I had, I only have a movement of 20. Oh, no, I have 30 because I'm a quick little guy. So a swim speed of 15. So I'm going to use my action and my uh, my movement to swim as fast as I can. So a total of 30 feet okay. to the edge. And Yeah, so you can make it and probably a little bit up the rigging. Okay. So I am hopefully safe, and that's it. That's all I'm going to do. Okay, that brings us to the guards who... Can't see much. Are lit up purple. Um, it's a really lovely shade. Uh, they're probably. I think they're gonna just like fire out into the water with disadvantage with their crossbows. Hmm. One definitely misses, and the other one. We're just saying. Yeah. So crossbows are hitting. Uh, crossbow bolts are hitting the water nearby, but none of them hit, and that will take us to gravely. All right, well, having seen Bashir, um, <clears throat> and that's who I cast True Strike on, because even though I didn't know it was him specifically... You had uh, a sense. Yeah, I'll give you that. He well, stood up, here's so he why, would be because I have a favored enemy, and one of them is Knowles, as we know from season one. The other one is Drow. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder why he would have picked that with his boy And knowing that, I, I sensed something Drowish. Uh, and so I'm going to cast... I already have advantage on the roll, but I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark as a bonus action. So, Pass Without Trace So, I raise you, down. Hunter's Mark. <laughs> Hunter's Mark on Bashir. Uh, I, and I'm going to use my movement to swim 15 feet close to the shore, try to get a better angle, and I'm going to shoot him twice. So, you are still in the water. Yeah. Shooting uphill. I'm going to say those are both at disadvantage, because I feel like it'd be hard to shoot a bow... Uh, while treading water, even for great <laughs> So it's just a straight roll. Uh, yeah. yeah true strike is advantage. Mm-hmm. Okay. I guess the first one. True strike is for one shot. For the first shot. Yeah. All right. First shot is 21. Hit. So that's 12 damage. And then second is disadvantage. Yeah. It's a nat 20 and a 1. Oh, no. Take that crit. So an 11. Throw it in the garbage because it doesn't count. So an 11. That one will miss. All right. So Bashir, it's definitely Bashir, lit up purple, definitely <clears> takes <throat> one arrow right in the shoulder. Oh, wait. Hold on. Yeah. But since, since he has fairy fire on him, yeah, he doesn't, doesn't get advantage, I so then I would just. But then no. it's also dark vision. It's dark 
and your, your dark vision treading water fairy fire true strike evens out so we'll it's still it disadvantage mm, all right i love playing these games hey, Jesus. <laughs> remember when i let you shoot a arrow know. over your shoulder at a basilisk just because he'd been practicing here we go all right so um that's gravely hits bashir once and uh, at that point, Sindel is still in the water, hasn't gone yet. You see, you hear her say, like, uh, I'll take care of these. And she is abruptly yanked under the water. Oh, no, Sindel. Because there's something else out there you deduce from that. So Sindel disappears. And How far am I from uh, the land? You swam off to the, like, closer to where Bashir was along the wall. Yeah, uh, you're probably like five feet from the land. Okay. And that will take us back to Bashir, who just got shot with an arrow and is not having this. So he grabs on to another line and uh, with his sword slashes, uh, cuts a, a third line. And that releases a counterweight that drops down. And uh, he, basically this line that he's holding on to just yanks him up into up towards the ceiling. Yo With ho. Yet more rigging up there is like How spinning very around. How Errol Flynn of him. As we go. <laughs> um, so he like yanks 30 feet up there and lands on like some sort of a like uh, there's like a, a, a step, a ledge that he uh, lands on and he disappears back there. At least for now, you don't see any of the purple light. If he was standing right there, you'd still see a little bit of purple glowing, but you see that sort of disappear <coughs> back to Tiburon. So these guys are on fire, right? They are not actually on fire. Fairy fire is just like they're lit up and easier to hit. So you can see exactly where they are. They okay, cannot perfect. see you. Are they still right behind the table? Yeah. Uh, so each from where you are, actually definitely down Below the table, you probably actually can't see them, but you can kind of see the glow of where they're at. Got it. Okay. But if I were to leap over the table, Mm -hmm. I would know exactly where they are. Yes, you would. Okay, great. They'd be in your lap. I'm I'm going to finish climbing up, jump over the table, and uh, unsheath both my, uh, what is it, a scimitar and a short sword. All right. You do so. They look very surprised. Great. So I have. Uh oh! Did you just walk into the stinking cloud? Oh no! <laughs> Do I need Constitution to make save? Oh, oh, no. oh. Right. It's so smelly. Plus three on a twelve, fifteen. Oh, that's the 15 save. Fifteen makes it. Same <laughs> thing they roll. All right. So like the it bark smells comes very up, bad. but it comes Swallow right it back down. <laughs> Swallow it down. Years of drinking grog has basically rendered your. I've smelled worse things on yeah. a pirate ship. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, and so with, uh, uh, are, are each close enough that they're both within range? Yeah. Okay. Great. You're right in between the two of them. They were behind basically like a picnic table, so. Great. So I'm going to hit one with the scimitar, and I'm going to hit another with the short sword. Roll some attacks. So 12 for one attack, and 12 for the other. So you're at one strike at each of them? Yeah. Okay, so one hits, one does not hit. So roll damage for that okay, first right. attack. Yeah, five plus four, nine. So you cut that dude with your scimitar, and he stumbles backwards. The other one uh, struggles. Uh, the other one also stumbles backwards, but gets clear of your second strike. And uh, they're both fiddling with crossbows, which is not <laughs> the ideal weapon 
for uh, somebody suddenly jumping on top of them with swords. I have an extra attack. Yeah. Can I go ahead and use it? Yeah. All right, great. Uh, I guess I'll go for the guy I already hit. Do it. 14. Hit. Awesome. Uh, Five damage. All right, he's looking pretty bad. Not pretty bad. He's looking about uh, bloodied. He's bloodied. All right, great. The technical term. And now it's Maya's turn. Oh, dear. So I can't see where Sindel went down You can there. see approximately, well, you weren't even facing her, so you heard her kind of call out and then glug over, so you could turn around and know approximately where she was at, but you can't see her. I'm going to go ahead and use my bonus action, and I'm going to give... Uh, gravely bardic inspiration. Ooh. So enjoy that. Well, and now. Gravely, you can do this. I believe in you. How far <laughs> away am I from Bichon? Bashir. Very far because he just flew up <laughs> the into the cavern star. and uh, disappeared out out uh, some sort of a passage. Currently about 10 feet from the uh, the other two guys that Tiburon is fighting. And about 10 feet behind you is where Sindel disappeared. And I, I know what, like, I as the player want to do, but I know what Maya would do. Maya would turn around and chart, start swimming down and do anything that she could to grab Sindel. To where she was or down diving? No, she'd go down. Okay. She so would go down. So you're going to dive down, roll something. <laughs> uh, I would say first roll a perception check at disadvantage to see if you... Well, that's not great. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and use my luck feet one more time to re-roll that four. And that's this 18. So it's a nine and an 18. Okay, so you dive down there and your vision is blurry, but you can kind of see where uh, something is struggling with something that you assume to be Sindel. Actually, you can see a little bit of like... Uh, Sindel's lit up a little bit, mm -hmm. like she's uh, trying to cast a spell maybe, so you can swim towards that. So that's probably a total of, so you dive down, maybe you dive down five feet, make that perception, see where they are. That's still about 10 feet away from you, and you have approximately 10 feet of movement, I would guess, and is swimming movement. And I'll say, actually, with a pretty high perception roll, you can also see something very vaguely. You can kind of see some movement down towards the bottom of something else. You know what? Let's get crazy. Yeah. It's, it's my girl, Sindel. Let's get crazy. So I'm going to just, if I can, I'm going to see you if I You haven't had that drink yet. You don't, you don't want to lose her without having that drink. If I can reach her, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to reach her and then I'm going to cast Thunderstep. Ooh, dang. All right. What happens with that again? I hate that spell. So, <laughs> so it just works. Uh, so you teleport yourself to an unoccupied space you can see within range. Immediately after you disappear, a thunderous boom sounds, and each creature within 10 feet of the space you make must make a con saving throw. And then there's damage that goes with that. Where would you like to go with thunder? I want to go like right on the shore line, like where I was before. All right, I'll give you that. So what everybody within 10 save? feet, they have to make a con save. Oh, Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's roll constitution saving throws for, yes, Antonio will oh, be down there. Oh, no. Antonio. 11. What are we rolling against? 16. 15? Oh, Antonio fails. He's going to mm -hmm. take 3d10. So Antonio's going to take 19 damage. <clears throat> and two other things will also be hit down there in the water. Three things wriggle around in the water. One of them's Antonio. <laughs> and, uh... Sindel uh, and Maya appear on the shore. I don't, I can't even begin to fathom what it sounds like when a 
sudden sonic boom happens underwater. But I imagine everybody gets pretty wet. I imagine that creates like a giant splash of like craziness out at everybody. Doesn't cause any damage. Uh, probably also super loud inside a enclosed cavern, but I won't give you any like deafening effects because enough is going on. Uh, in other news, that sail is still falling down. So about now that's settling down on the water. I think Gravely's probably right at the edge of it. It might cover him, but you could easily get out from under it. Other people are now uh, being, uh, would be unable to surface with that sail settling down over most of the water. Antonio doesn't need to breathe. This really turned out to be not at all a problem. Uh, so, Sit's turn. Sit uh, is going to approach where Tiburon is, and I'm going to get within... I'm going to stay outside of my stinking cloud. I'm going to use my whip. I'm going to whip in there. You got a whip? I got nice. a whip. Nice, all right. Because of, of my background. Because um, you're the Indiana Jones of kobolds. <laughs> Uh, so I'm gonna pull out my whip and I'm gonna attempt to whip one of the one of the guys. Okay, there's one that's taking a fair amount of damage. There's one that's not. Okay, well then I'll go ahead and yeah, sure, whip the guy that uh, is being attacked. Whip it good. Do it. Uh, that's a lot. It's like twenty something. Hit. Uh, so damage for the whip. Six damage with that whip. That is literally my entire turn. Is the stinking cloud something to re-roll a constitution yep, saving Yep, at the start of on? each of their turns if they're still in the cloud. Oh, so you're going to have to re-roll right. it too. <laughs> Sounds good. It's now these guys' turn, so... Da -da. One of them did crit, they one of them smelt it did or did they not. dealt it? The one that has uh, not taken damage is still not damaged, but the other one that's taking a lot of damage is now poisoned. He's not poisoned. He just spends his entire action retching and reeling. All right. <laughs> because of the smell. So Man, the dude just gay. got stabbed twice and then hit with a whip. <laughs> now throwing up. This guy's his friend <laughs> is fine. His friend is going to, I guess, continue to scramble backwards, and since he's already holding his crossbow, is going to take a shot at Tiburon. And he rolled a one. Uh, so that's not going to work one. out. I don't <laughs> think he, he gets anything. He slips on the vomit. Oh. Yep. <laughs> Our most disgusting season ever. All is well. Gravely stern. All right, I'll get out of the water. Done. And then uh, what I'd like to do is... Seeing where Bashir went, I want to try to find another rigging that has the same kind of rope pulley system and do the same thing he did. Is there any more of those? Like if I cut a rope and hold on to it, I'll go up. Roll. It's always in the movies. <laughs> There's always like three of them <laughs> lined up. Roll perception. You're you ever seen at a, a fly system in the back of a theater? There's always like 20 rails. Roll perception. <laughs> Uh, it's probably not perception. Are you like plus five is the, uh, is the is it a D six bardic inspiration? D six, yeah. Um, She's just a baby bard. Fourteen. Okay, you think maybe you can grab onto one and try to cut another line, and uh, you're at maybe fifty fifty that it might do something. All right, I'll put my bow up and I'll take out my short sword, grab on a rope, say, mm, "Yep." <laughs> You right. grab a line that's I your best it. bet. You cut the other thing, and uh, a bunch of rope is now falling towards you. Not <laughs> off to the side where you cut, where you cut that rope now, like 
it it was definitely like strung to something up there, but now the other side of it is now like running down, falling ah. down, which is a pretty heavy amount of rope, but it's landing behind you, and the rope you're holding on to just stays right there. <laughs> I'm just like holding it, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's happening. <laughs> you don't. Look, further looking around, that gives you a little bit more information that you don't think there's another, like, escape line like that. Aww. All right, that's my turn. All right. It's other things down in the water's turn, and there's nothing down there with them. So uh, what you'll see emerging from the corner of the water out from under the sail are two more. It's not Creve, but two more. Shark creatures, sharks yeah. with legs and arms. Gorgeous. Sindel's turn. Sindel will turn around to those creatures and uh, see if she can smack them with her uh, quarterstaff. She misses once, and she absolutely nails the other one hard in the head, and it like stumbles backwards into the water. The other one she misses, and uh, she's engaged with those shark creatures. It's Tiburon's turn. Great. Stinking cloud. Stinking yeah. cloud. <laughs> Go roll for stinking cloud. One of them just shot right. you with a crossbow. One of them is uh, in very, very bad condition and very sick. And yes, roll your save for stinkage. Uh, okay, <laughs> 20. So. Jeez, yeah, you're good. I mean, nothing. Yeah. It smells better. It smells ro- <laughs> like roses. You can I, handle this I all day. I got used to it. What do you <laughs> want to do with your turn? So the guy in front of me is still not dead, right? Correct. All very right. sick, though. Let's uh, Let's finish the job. All right. So roll your first attack, see how that goes. 14. Hit. That is seven. Yep, so that's a hit. It looks very, very, very bad. <laughs> okay, let's go with the second attack. Uh, 20 again. Oh, so 22 attack, also a hit, obviously. Yep. And I don't care what you roll, that's going to take that dude out. And okay, well, uh, I punch him in the head and his head explodes. Can, can that happen? <laughs> <laughs> There's going to be some great art for that. <laughs> Daily, add that to your list, Chris. Sure, sure, that's what happens. Great. That's how he's taken out. <laughs> Probably not technically an explosion based on the sheer force of your fist. Oh, oh and, and when that happens, won't I go, be getting up. Mind your head. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you have one more attack if you want to. I to do. Uh, now I turn around and look at the other guy square in the eyes. He uh, looks intimidated. Great. <laughs> Let's attack him. It's a 12. Miss. Ah. Maya's turn. <laughs> so, bonus action. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give uh, Tiburon a bardic inspiration as well. Uh, so, that's a d6 for you, dude, bro. And then uh, I'm going to go ahead and Eldritch Blast uh, the same dude that Sindel uh, hit. Please, kindly. Thank you. Two okay. beams. Two beams, roll them. 26 to hit. And then a 14 to hit. Hit and miss. Seven damage. So he takes that beam of force damage straight in the chest. It's his first damage, and we move on to Soot. Well, uh, (laughs) I am going to point my finger at the uh, one that is still up with the crossbow inside of the stinking cloud. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm going to cast Chill Touch. This ghostly hand comes out and comes over and grabs onto him. Oh, is he within five feet of him? Did he attack him already? Yes. So I get pack tactics, which means I roll with advantage. Do it. Woo! 
15. Hit. Yes. So the hand goes out. Takes six uh, damage, and it clings to the target. Ew. <laughs> All right, so he's got a ghostly spectral hand clinching onto him. Yup. Nice. That's it. It's his turn. Is that something he can attack? Can he do anything about that? I don't think so. If you hit no, a right, dead target. Well, he won't. He just has a like hand it. on him now, yep, he's got I a guess. Hand on it. <laughs> Not a friendly hand. Just mean a hand. hand. All right, so he's going to pull out some scimitars, and he is going to strike back at Tiburon. Did he roll... With. He's still in the stinking cloud, isn't he? He's in the He's stinking cloud. He's still in the stinking cloud, everybody. <laughs> Let's see first Uh-oh. how much it stinked. Uh, it stinks a lot. Never mind about the score. <laughs> so those he attacks were all in his head. To quote the text, retching. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's the end of his turn. It's Gravely's turn. How far up is the rope? The rope that you're holding onto? Well, that... Um, the platform that Bashir disappeared into is about 30 feet of climbing up there. And there are ropes that go not directly to that platform, but kind of near it. It's not a super climbable wall. Gravely can definitely climb ropes, but you'd get to a point that was maybe eight feet from where you'd need to be to check out that platform. All right. I cast jump on myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I take a step back and I jump up 15 and a half feet. <laughs> Grab onto the rope. Okay. And then use my movement to climb the rest of the way. Okay. The most efficient use of the spell jump would probably be to climb up to close to where you are and then jump pretty far from the rope over to the platform. Okay, I'll do that. So you <clears throat> scramble up the rope and then like super far <laughs> jumps across onto the platform. Yeah, because if it's uh, more horizontal, then it can then it's like 30 feet. Nice. Yeah. I mean, you're, yes, you're going to make it. <laughs> he makes it. <laughs> He's up on the platform, and you can see a tunnel that goes off from the platform. You don't hear any sounds. Uh, well, you probably do hear because it's a tunnel, but uh, you can tell he's pretty far away. If I have any other movement, I'll, I'll pull my bow out and start running after him. After Bashir? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, uh, it's the sharks with legs. They are going to attempt to attack Sindel. One hits, one does not. So the one that hits attempts to bite her, and it bites her uh, her arm for eight damage. And then it's actually multi-attack, so that'll miss. It tries to claw her also, uh, but she misses. The other one's going to make its attacks. It crits, and it crits on its bite. Ouch going to do 12 damage of biting, so she gets bite twice, bit twice by these things on either arm. That's her only damage, so now she's struggling with two sharks uh, attached to either arm. She still looks pretty strong and very angry, and it's her turn. Burn it all. (laughs) So she casts down at the ground at her feet a fireball. Oh, gosh. Sure. Uh, Of course she does. Dexterity saves. They rolled. I am a strong, independent woman. A crit and a one was their two saves. Let's hear it for crits and ones. So one of them's going to take a lot of fireball damage. And one of them's going to take 
probably still relatively a lot of fireball damage. Fireball. She's also going to take some fireball damage, but as you might guess, just pretty resistant. I'm not in range of this, am I? No, you guys are just out of it. Actually, you're not you're not all out of the range, but actually like she casts this fireball at her feet and it blasts out and like she seems to have a fair bit of amount of control over it. Like the ro- the the radius that shoots out is not entirely circular. It's a little bit lopsided, so it doesn't cover any of you. It fully hits her. She's in the midst of the fire but doesn't seem to take too much damage from it. One of these things is completely incinerated and the other is uh, pretty darn still burnt in fact. Uh, Yep. So the other thing is not like uh, completely ashed but it also is uh, is not going to bother you anymore. It like it's, it's smoking and burnt and it falls back into the water. The flag? Is it on top of the flag now? Uh, it probably would be. It probably would have like fallen back, so now it's like laying on top of the <laughs> sail, close to the edge. So it's kind of in a puddle, but the way like water will settle on top of like a pool cover, that's kind of what it's like laying in. Oh, <laughs> so it looks very excited. <laughs> and uh, the other one's completely gone, and that's Sindel's turn. So we're back to Tiburon. All right. Well, uh, let's get this guy. So at the start of your turn. Oh, that's right. <laughs> How long does can the you not undo that? Is it just there? It's a minute. That's a lot of stinking. Even you if there was not a battle away. going on, that's a lot of stinking for this <laughs> small area. Well, they were just staying inside of it. That's oh, not my fault. Oh no! <laughs> Nine. Tiburon. You have your bardic inspiration. Retching. You, wanna, oh. you can you have add to a d6 to, to that roll. Yeah, it would have to be a perfect well, roll of six if you want to try, or you could just throw up for a for a turn. Well, let's give it the old college try, shall we? Come on. Okay, so I'd like to take a second now to do two things. Number one, I really want to take a moment to give a huge shout out to the School for Creative Careers. We're in it. (laughs) So the School for Creative Careers uh, is this studio. They're a nonprofit, um, and they allow us to record here in their studio absolutely free. Now, the second thing here, this place is huge. Uh, There's three other studios here, a mastering lab, a television production studio, a working live performance stage. There are two hallways of over 100 guitars and amps used by famous stars like Eric Clapton, Eddie Van Halen, Pink Floyd, Foo Fighters. And uh, Tay-Tay. <laughs> and Tay-Tay, Taylor Swift. They also have one of the largest collections of microphones in the world. You've got microphones that were used by Paul McCartney, Ooh. Michael Jackson, <laughs> Stevie Nicks, <laughs> Beyonce, uh. Frank Sinatra. And Tay-Tay. <laughs> I don't know if we have one by Tay-Tay. But they also have uh, the original mixing board that was custom built in the 70s in England for the Phantom of the Opera. The They also have uh, one of the largest production mixers ever built for Broadway. There's also a bunch of other stuff that's cool. Creepy mannequins in the hallway. There are creepy mannequins in the hallway. I swear they keep moving every time I look in the hallway. That's true. But those mannequins are actually, they're getting ready because they're going to start doing tours. Uh, The mannequins? mannequins? Oh, that's not good. No, make that stop. It's a nightmare. No, the studio is going to do tours. Are they on like a little moving track and they're like, hello, I'm David Bowie. (laughs) The mannequins only move when you aren't looking at. Sure. It's part of the magic. Uh, So this 
summer for the first time ever, they're letting people come in. They get to wear interactive wireless headsets. And as you walk around, you get to hear the voices of stars telling you their stories. What's cool, too, is in partnership with uh, School for Creative Careers and the More Art Studio, they're actually letting us give away 100 tours to our listeners for free this spring before it opens this summer. So if you're one of the first 100 people to sign up on the website at morearts.org, you can enter in the code Knights of the Rolled Table and uh, you'll be entered in to uh, possibly get a free tour here in San Diego. So the the tour might go something like, I'm Keith Richards. <laughs> and then you can see how many cigarettes I burned on the front of my guitar. Yes, exactly like that, but better. Yeah. Uh, how is that spelled? So it's spelled a little odd because it's the Museum of Recording Arts. So it's M-O-R-A-R-T-S dot org. M-O-R-A-R-T-S dot org? Yes, that's exactly what I just said. Hopefully we get to uh, see you there. Uh, again, big thank you to Steve and uh, the studio and the School for Creative Careers uh, letting us be here and go check out morearts.org. Steve! Thank you! Steve! 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 It really does some serious damage. So there's still... There's just this one guy that's in front of Tiburon. He's the only threat in the room. He okay. looks very nervous. I'm Maybe willing to parlay. Willing to parlay? Okay. Then I'm going to go ahead and say, you have the opportunity to surrender now and walk out of here with your life. Okay, I surrender. I surrender. <laughs> You I'm looking. I'm looking. I, I can swim. I'll swim. Uh, no, you stay right here. Hang on. Yep. We have some. You questions. said walk out of the world with my life. I'm gonna well, take my I, life and eventually, go. Eventually, this is the oh. stop. Mm. Stopping. Okay. The, sit down. Does anybody have some warp? Let's tie him up. I'm not there. I I imagine that he walked out of the stinking cloud. Yeah. Can we he's leave just the stinking cloud, please? He's not just still talking in the stinking cloud. I mean, she told him to sit. I think he was, was he retching last Every turn? Every six he was. seconds, he'll have to make a constitution saving throw if he's in there. He's currently, so he's like surrendering through his retching at the moment. He would like to leave the stinking cloud. Uh, I'm going I'm to drop the stinking cloud. Yay! <laughs> okay, if, I'm going to look for some, I'm going to grab some rope from like the, the probably the There's pile plenty that of rope gravely around. has dropped. And right. I'm going to tie his hands behind his back. You just remember, I can bring that back at any moment. All right, he, he allows you to time up. All right, what is your name? <laughs> <laughs> Didn't really think you'd be talking to these guys. It's us. Down we talk to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> His name is Merkins. 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 All right, Merkins. And what is your favorite color? Uh, like uh, rose, maybe. <laughs> Okay, all right. Is that like relevant? All right. Uh, we are looking for the treasure. Uh, where do we find it? The, the, the our, our, our treasure or like... Yes, uh, your treasure. Specific, I, I, yeah, I think it's... I, I assume it's back there, but I, I can't get in. And uh, up there where your friends so, went to. Uh, specifically behind in the midst of... Uh, What's the lighting situation currently? You put all the lights out. Fairy fire is probably only lighting up the table and Merkins at the moment. <laughs> can just I just like light a torch? Uh, if we're quiet, then I can use my prestidigitation to put the lights back on. All right. So you light things up, and then you're able to see. He kind of gestures to back there. There's a door 
So the back of this cavern is a flat wall. It doesn't very look, look very natural against the like rest of the geography of the cave. It's a flat wall with a door in it. And is there anyone else here in this cave? Uh, but there's you and. Uh, I mean, from like your sure. no. your group. Uh, no. And what is the fastest way to get up there where your friend went? Well, I, he 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 went pretty he went pretty fast. You mean Bashir? Yes, but how, what is the best way for... Is there another way for us to get up there? I don't think I couldn't follow him up there. I don't know. I'm impressed your little friend did, but I, I, I couldn't go that way. We got to, we got to swim. Uh, is Gravelly still up there, or were you <laughs> running through the platform and still going? Yeah, he's up there. <laughs> Coming out of initiative, we'll probably follow Gravely for a second. So if you run after Bashir... I'm running and jumping, so I'm running... For my movement, 25 feet. Boing. And, and jumping I'm, really far. And I'm jumping 30 feet. So what you find as you kind of run through a very, like, twist and turn Hardcore of a cavern is uh, there's a couple places where it branches. But I have uh, advantage on wisdom checks to track my favorite enemy. Ooh. That's what he is. So um, you can make a... You can... the. You can kind of hear him, again, pretty darn far off, but he is... Um, the, like the sound of him is echoing, so you're not really able to. We'll go ahead and roll a wisdom check with advantage to try to track him. I'll come to a a, a branch. Uh, Sixteen. So you could make you probably you figure there's about a sixty percent chance that you that he's down the tunnel that you think he might be down. All right, I'll, I'll go that way. I go to the right. I just made up that number. I guess now I'll roll a percentage die to find out if you were right. <laughs> All right. So you continue uh, roll running down that way, and you're pretty sure you are right. You can hear the uh, the noise going, and then the noise abruptly stops. And you run up. You come to another branch of several. Um, can I make another check? Uh, yeah. 23. So you are not hearing anything. You are not, you don't see any signs of him passing. He is also a ranger, so he's fairly good at like, you're good at pursuing him, and he's also very good at not being pursued. So, question Was he, was he in the stinking cloud? Am I able to smell? <laughs> no. <laughs> he was clear of it. All right. Okay. Well, Okay, so you run down one of the uh, paths for a little while, and you do not see him. You also, again, from being a ranger chasing another ranger, suspect that he went into, like, stealth mode. Maybe he cast past without trace or did something else to mask his steps. Because he literally would like to pass without a trace right now. Ooh. You're also now very far away from your friends, all by yourself in a strange cavern with multiple tunnels. Bashir, I know you're in here somewhere. You can't hide forever. Bye. I'll walk back. I'll look for any along the way. I'll look for any signs of treasure or things that might have been dropped or something like mm-hmm. that. Which might as well. Nothing up there. This very much seems like it's an intentional escape route 
through cavern through tunnels that like already existed up there which is why they're so windy it's not just like one straight line that was dug out um so he must know it pretty well you don't see any treasure you do see now you're going a little bit slower looking around you see occasional like signs of where he would have passed that way but nothing much of value as you make your way back and you emerge up on that ledge yeah. and you see that your friends have subdued merkins all right i'll jump slash climb down he scrambles down <laughs> oh gravely i'm so glad you are okay this is merkins his favorite color is kind of like a rose color. he got away rose yeah oh no well uh he says it was uh, through that door it was bashir Remember the the drow that we saw back at the Dreadex office? Ah, yes, we that, that, we know him well. That guy. Oh. I don't like him. He seemed like the worst. He was to me. Are we really gonna trust what this Merkins guy is telling us? Well, I mean, I mean, the the treasures over there. I mean, it's, it's what what's he gonna do? Lie it's behind the big metal door. So he could be lying. Do you have any keys, Merkins? Uh, no, I'm, I'm, we're not allowed to, Only the captain's allowed in the treasure room. Is it locked? Well, yeah. There's uh, there's poison darts. Uh, look out for the... He points to, like, some holes in the wall. Look out look out for the traps right there. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, can I leave now? I also like... Uh, I like... Um, my favorite fish is sardines, and uh, I, I, I like sparrows. <gasps> Sparrows are lovely. How do you feel about squirrels? I love uh, squirrels. Squirrels <gasps> are the best. They're so fuzzy. I'll try to, I wish I'll I try to disable the traps. Maya just sits and starts talking to him for like five minutes. I'll I'll, I'll try and help you gravely. Because uh, I'm proficient in, in investigation. Roll thieves tools Slide stuff of hand. with... Uh, yeah. Do you already have proficiency with that? Uh, I do. Well, no, I don't. So the thieves tools will give you proficiency. It's actually like its own skill, thieves yeah. tools that you have proficiency in. <clears throat> and then you can take advantage because uh, Soot is like spotting for you and pointing things out. I will also roll my bardic inspiration. 19. I All right. a six on the inspiration. So uh, with your uh, 19 roll, I'll give you, since the traps are already pointed out, you're pretty easily able to disable those and avoid them. And you're also able to pick the locks, which are fairly simple, and pull open this big... And that oh, is so how I had... hand. Oh, my pact with the tongue. Ah. Uh, I'll, I can I can try. Just, just come on. Oh. A giant squirrel? Did it look good? I mean, I thought it looked good, but the squares were upset. It was it was important. Tiburon, check it out. I walk over to the door. All right. So inside that door, you see a chest just sitting there, looking all treasure chesty. Right in the middle. I turn uh, around and peek my head out the door. Chamber, I don't like it. <laughs> this chamber is uh, specifically square-shaped. Like, the ceiling is pretty low and also flat. It's definitely not the natural cavern. It looks like it's made of timbers. Doesn't that seem like not a lot of treasure? No, it doesn't. Um, this, seems, this has trap written all over it. I don't trust this door. But we could try. Yeah, let's stand outside the door. Let me try something. And I will try and use a uh, mage hand to just see if I can just open up the chest. Open the treasure chest? But while standing outside <laughs> that door that they just opened. 
All right, so all of you clear out of the uh, the vault, the treasure room, and uh, she mage hands the treasure chest, and big spikes fall out of the ceiling and just smash down uh, right around everybody. Well, that's uh, that's crushing the chest. Actually, the chest. So the the mage hand like pretty easily like just tries the lock, and the lid of the chest flips up. And there's just like gears and levers and things in there, and that's definitely what triggers these spikes to slam down and then like retract up into the ceiling, which uh, has uh, holes in it for the spikes. I think it's easy swap. <laughs> <laughs> is Merkin still here? Merkin is still there. Yes, he's okay. never been in there. He's very curious. Uh, Ooh, that was cool. Uh, great. I go up. Glad I never tried that. Uh, and I take out my short sword, and I'm like. We can leave you alive, but you don't need okay. all your fingers. I do. I really like my fingers. Then talk. Okay. Uh, I, I also enjoy uh, sea, sea shanties. No, don't talk about that. I, no, where's what? the real treasure? Oh, I'm pretty sure it's in there. Captain goes in there with uh, with magic items and golds, and uh, and uh, and uh, D comes right out without them. So. Well, it's got to be somewhere, then. Well, maybe it's uh, maybe there's a secret entrance or something. Maya will go inside the room, careful not to touch the chest, and she's going to just see if she can see anything along the walls. Yeah, so you can looks- see um, behind the chest, There's it's covered with planks, but you can, you can get close enough and not touch anything and see that there's like a pool of water. I there. see some water over here. Perhaps it is like before, and it goes down uh, further. Another thing of water? What's wrong is with it this? Like, is it like pool size like the other one? It's pretty small. It's about a five foot radius. And it's dark down there. Let's go. You don't see any light coming out of it like you did before. Uh, I'm going to cast Mage Armor on myself. Okay. Uh, so Somebody roll some investigating or something. I'll do it. I would love to help with investigation. Help her with the investigation. He, yeah, that's an eleven. And you get you get a roll with advantage. That's a fifteen. Good job, Maya. Ah, thank you for your help. Um, you're pretty sure, just comparing this with the other passage, that uh, there's. You don't think it's a passage to another chamber. You think it's just like maybe. It looks to be about 10 feet deep, maybe, and scoop back a little bit into maybe like a small chamber, definitely like big enough to store some stuff, but you don't think it's very big. It's uh, also like the way this is dug out, it doesn't seem like the same sort of like natural cave where it would be filled with the tide. It's just its own like dugout. Pool. I'll go in. Hey, Tiburon, why don't you go since you have the bag? I want to see what's down there. Came all this way. All right, so uh, I'm just going to cut to the chase here. We're going to play a game called Dibs, uh, because whoever swims down there is going to find a fair number of magic items, and uh, the pirates have a way of divvying up who gets what loot. And so whoever dives in is going to be able to kind of like go down, grab maybe two things. And um, what I've got is I've got 10 cards. And they each have on them like a very rough sketch and a description of what you would see from some sort of like a magic item. We're going to bring up two at a time. And if anybody wants to call dibs on either of those items, you don't know what they do magically, then you can call dibs. And that becomes your one item that you get from this 
Hall. Once you've dibs an item, it is yours. A dibs is a dibs is a dibs. All right. I'll cover the top one. And I'm going to go to Maya Dives Down to bring a couple of things. Grab two of these, not the top one, and only look at what's on the top. All right. What have you got there? A small toy piano with a turnkey on the side and a thin, empty quiver. Uh, I'm calling dibs on that piano. Maya Dibs is the little piano. Does anybody dibs the thin, empty quiver? She, she brings it back up? I'll, yeah, she comes up with those two I'll items. I'll take the well quiver drawn. because I, I use quivers. Okay, Gravely. See what it might do. All right, so uh, first uh, let's have Maya turn that card over and read it if you can. And if the penmanship is bad, I will read it for you. When the key is cranked, this item expands rapidly into a full-sized grand <laughs> piano. Oh, my God, I'm so happy right now. <laughs> Six seconds after cranking it, it expands and remains large. Five minutes for every crank. One hour max with re that okay that with recranking. Recranking. So every time it's you crank it, it's going to expand for five minutes. It only cranks like whatever twelve times or so I whatever. I can choose how long I'm gonna. So you could crank it up and it would respond for all, it would be full size for an hour, but you could also crank it more and keep. I am going size. to learn how to play the piano. So further in the pirate code, Tiburon, you get to dibs one item, and then just whatever is left over after everybody gets one will become the captain's share. Uh, those two are dibs. Uh, Gravely, you want to read your quiver? Yeah, I'll try. Um, it says, quiver of elemental ammo. Ammo? Ammo. <laughs> the wearer can reach into this quiver and pull out an arrow slash bolt slash javelin made of fire, ice, or lightning. Only one item can exist at a time. The item can be used to start fires, freeze things, or electrocute. If it's a lightning thing, it can electrocute things. Yeah, that's cool. So they do elemental damage, but you could also use them to try to like create some sort of effect. That's sick. All right. Magic arrows. Who else wants to dive down there and get some more stuff? I'll dive down. All right. I've got a broom and a small box with a glass bead in it. Does anyone call dibs? Was it a broom? A broom and a small box with a glass bead. Um, glass bead. Uh, so if you if can, you know, I can I use my identify? Nope, you just can't. Oh. Part of the game. You'd have to dibs first. You can if nobody dibs that. You have the option of like. You continue to have the option of dibs dibsing something. So you, you can go watch back to something that's undibsed. Yep. Mm-hmm. I think I, uh, that broom, is that broom going to make me fly? (laughs) 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 Um, No, I'm going to take the glass bead. Oh, give the kobold the bead. Flip that bad boy over and read it. It's a bead. No. Uh, Oh, no. When this item is exposed to water, it expands into a (laughs) bubble that can fit Ahead and allow the wearer to breathe. Oh, that's good. That's actually great for him. He yeah. hates the water. So you can breathe and you can also see underwater Ooh. with it more and clearly. See. Very, very cool. All right, so only Tiburon is not dibs. Do you want to uh, Do you want to draw to no, more dive Tiburon? in. All right. So what do you see there? I've got a trident and a sturdy pair of leather gloves. You said I could keep diving and just look at all the items before I choose, or... As the only one left, yeah, actually. Well, you I, haven't di- I haven't divin yet. Oh, that's true. 
<laughs> Wait, no, you divs. You got. Didn't oh, you I, haven't divin. It doesn't matter really who dies. Div. You haven't divin. <laughs> Did, yeah, didn't you divs oh, okay. the bead? Yeah. He divs, but I he did. did not div. It doesn't really matter who water. goes to get them. It's um, not who dives, it's who divs. So Tiburon's the last person, so you can go ahead and. I'm like, just going to come out with a whole. Make ball. a couple of trips. <laughs> you also see a pinwheel? Question mark? Ooh. A fine looking brown leather belt with a gold buckle. Okay. A six-ounce metal flask with a cork and a blank label. Mm-hmm. And a Aww. half helmet that covers eyes and nose. Where's Sarso when you need her with that flask? Mm. Hmm. <laughs> this trident looks pretty nice, but I'm really thinking about this pinwheel. <laughs> Something about this pinwheels. I just want to know what it does. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Let's find out what that pinwheel does. All right, have a look at the pinwheel. <laughs> I love that you probably just bypassed something like super useful. <laughs> Wand of the, random attack. The fighter. <gasps> I want that pinwheel. Yeah. Roll a spell attack and a d6. Uh, do I read what each one does? Yeah. Number so. one uh, enlarges with a success. Number two is a gust of wind. Number three is ray of sickness. Number four is ice knife. For five, it's Melf's. Acid, Acid arrow yep. and six is fireball. Three charges Jeez. a day. <laughs> You're a wizard, Harry. <laughs> so I would say for Tiburon, who doesn't really have a spell attack, uh, uh, we just consider it to like work off basic wizard type knowledge, which would just be your spell attack is like a d20 plus your intelligence. Okay. And you don't have proficiency because you're not an actual wizard, and that would be, or you could give it to a wizard or trade it to a wizard or whatever. The other items. Oh, no, you're going to tell us what they are? I'm going to tell you because the rest all go in uh, Captain Honeymist's bag of holding, where she will eventually identify the trident, the trident of fish command, uh, DC of 15, it can cast Dominate Beast on something with a swim speed. It has three charges, and it gains three charges a day. I could have commanded the shark man. Thin Aquaman. Oh. I think that's from the player's guide. Uh, the sturdy pair of leather gloves are the cursed gloves of the older brother. Oh, no. One time, prolonged rest. Use this item to gain advantage on a melee attack. If either D20 you roll is a one or a two, instead of the attack, you punch yourself in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Stop hitting yourself. That's hilarious. Oh my God. The half helmet that covers eyes and nose. One time per day, this helmet will protect against a critical hit. Safety! Exclamation point. Also, you establish a telepathic connection to communicate with whoever you stare intensely at through the weird eyepiece. Mm-hmm. The six ounce metal flask. This flask will pour out an unending amount of whatever liquid is on the label. If blank, it pours drinkable water, pours one ounce per second. See, that's, that's useful. A fine looking brown leather belt with gold buckle. The cursed belt of pantsing. <laughs> One time for long rest, you may use this item to gain advantage on a D20 roll. If either D20 is a one or a two, the belt comes undone and your pants drop down around your feet. (laughs) One action to pull up pants. If you are pantsed, it's the same as being prone. And finally, a broom. This lovely broom can be set to manually tidy up a room in a cheery manner. Also, it flies. Oh. Cast fly on itself. <laughs> I knew it. One time for long rest. 
I knew it. Could have had the broom. That's okay. This is actually better for him. So that's the claim. Yeah, yeah those are pretty good draws. Elemental and never yeah. Yeah. So you also recover a bunch of gold down there. There's just like piles of gold. So gold, you're gold, basically gold. what you're able to do is each of you take as much gold as you can carry, which Aww. gold is pretty heavy. Let's do, much. I'm going to say for each point of uh, strength, <laughs> take five gold. Okay. So just take your strength, not the modifier, but your strength number, and uh, multiply that by five, and that's how much gold you can add to your inventory. The rest will be shoveled into Captain Guinevere's bag. <laughs> 90 gold. 95. 60. No, 30. <laughs> 95, you're stronger than Tiburon. Wait, are we doing the actual strength score? Yeah. Yeah, mine's a nine times, oh no, 45. <laughs> 45, there you go. <laughs> Significantly less. You know, I was an English lit major. Cause <laughs> Maya's just hiding that. those guns. Uh, does Sindel get any magic things? Because she was with us. That's who it was. Uh, Sindel, who waited outside with uh, Merkins, keep him company and uh, keep an eye on it. She is going to Dibs. The broom. Mm. So the broom. all of you get to choose first and then come on out to her. She's like, what are you doing in there? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> what would Sindel pick? Uh, hmm. It's got to be the broom. I think. I don't know if brooms appeal to her. I don't know, though. Her. Like, here, wait. Can I see what, what's left? Is she a drinker? I'll let you like guys decide. Well, yeah, I'm going to give it to Maya. Sindel's good friend. What would Sindel pick ah, out of those items? So I have been looking at all of these options. And I think for you... I can't decide. What do you think? I think the broom, my dear. I know that we said that we would fight the patriarchy and that What am I going to do with the broom? Oh, you know what? I've never had to clean anything exactly, when you were clean. That's I'm actually kind of cool. That, uh, you know, not it could be like a symbol of like me being just like a regular person. All right, all right. I'll take the broom. Uh, dibs. Dibs on the broom. And she reads the text of the broom. This lovely broom can be set to magically tied up a room in a cheery manner. Oh, that's great. Also, it flies. Huh. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and she immediately activates it, and it starts, like, tidying up the cave. <laughs> you know. Like you do. As you do. Does it form little broom arms and, like, little broom feet? Like, <laughs> no, it just works itself. It for sure looks like it's swooping to some jaunty music, but you don't hear any. And so you are uh, in this cave. You think you've recovered everything. You've got your friend Merkins. And, uh, in fact, Merkins is very willing to join the crew if you're recruiting. What do you doesn't think, feel Tiburon? like Captain Dropoff's going to be super happy with him at this point. Well, we can't just let him go back to the crew and tell come him. Come on, Tiburon, you don't want can that. we keep him, please? You can keep me. All right, he can come along if he can Yay. fit inside this bag of holes. What? Oh. No. <laughs> Oh I'm gosh. kidding. Yeah, that's swim. some pirate humor. Oh, but, that's, a, uh, that's a good one. Ha <laughs> ha. All right, come along. All right, Merkin. Now let me tell you about uh, more about Titania. All right, so you do. You want to call the call the captain's? Uh, yeah, let's activate the, the the beeper. We don't want to try and find. Um, He's gone. He's long gone. Sure. You were in that up in that cave for a while. He, 
it branches off into several places. There's no... He's as stealthy as I am. I don't think we're going to find him. Would this Bashir fella likely be telling <clears throat> Captain Dropoff about a certain group of people? I'm, cert- I'm certain he would. All right, then let's get out of here as soon as we can. So you activate the bracelet and uh, hear uh, Captain Honeymus. Hi! How's it going? Great, Captain. Great. Uh, we we have everything. Uh, we've got a bunch of cool things for you, like a belt and some gloves. Uh, I know they're cursed. They're in me back. You can you can uh, pull up the ship right into the cave. We'll uh, open up the vines for you. I'm not sure we can do that. There's that reef to worry about. Uh, fair enough. We'll we'll be we'll be to you lickety split. All right. So. You make your way back through. You got to swim. So it gets to try out his cool bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, Do we uh, find Antonio? Antonio was definitely... Antonio was destroyed in the Thunderstep, but oh. would have been destroyed by your shark friends. So R.I.P. That's okay. There is <gasps> a shark body. Oh, yes. <gasps> okay, so I'm going to... So Soot is going to... Hey, hey, Tiburone, uh, could you drag that body next to the shark body? What body? Oh, the bandit? Uh-huh. Mm. What, what exactly are you doing here? It's like a, Just, a it's, weird... It's uh, better if you don't ask questions. Puppet show. All right, I'm doing this once, and I'll do what he told okay. me to do. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to cast one use of animate undead. And double it up. I can best double not, it up. Best not to think about it. It's not that big of a deal. They're already gone. Uh... So we have our shark friend here, and we have our bandit friend here. Maya, would you like to name them? Oh, I would <laughs> love to. All right, so uh, the, uh, the bandit. Can I name one? Oh, <laughs> of course, Gravely. I want go to ahead. get in on the action. You go first, Gravely. Well, uh, I'll name the bandit um, Violet. Violet? It's my favorite flower. Oh, it's, it's lovely, Gravely. That's very nice. Violet. I will name uh, the shark person uh, Pablo after my favorite poet. Pablo. Violet and Pablo. I just love these names. Uh, This is so great. So Violet is our bandit, and our shark is named Pablo. Pablo the shark. That's just fantastic. (laughs) Next time, Tiburon, you can name one. Yeah, I don't. Uh, that that <laughs> seems unseemly. You know, that's what I thought, and then it kind of catchy after a while. <laughs> how, how does uh, Merkins feel about <laughs> watching his friend come back to life? <laughs> Roll the constitution. <laughs> he definitely, he definitely does the swallowing down the retching again, but he's not gonna, he's not gonna give any complaints at this point. So you all make your way back out to the rowboat and out to the. There's a lot of you in there, but uh, eventually you're able to make your way back. Maya just kind of is playing with her little toy piano, just like she won't crank it, but she wants to. Please don't crank it on the (laughs) robot. She's just like, like, (laughs) can you imagine? Just as you're coming out from under the net, you see the bastion approaching the little harbor where this cave is. And you row your way out there and make your way easily to the ship. And they begin, so you climb like a ladder up onto the ship while they make arrangements to pull up the rowboat. And Captain Honeymist is there at the top waiting for you. And I think probably Tiburon goes first and hands up the bag of holding. 
Captain, we've got your booty right here. Aye. So, what'd you get? Did you get a, did you get a slinky or like a, a toy poodle? They have something fun for you. What'd you pick out? <laughs> nay, nay. Uh, well, we got we got a, a tiny piano, a yes, broom. Perfect. Uh, a pinwheel of sorts. Right, and and you took. You always took the little toy. You, did you well, take the pinwheel? The, the pinwheel's you very colorful. All right. You didn't want. Uh, you didn't want this. And she reaches into the bag and she pulls out the trident of fish command. You did. Did you want the trident of fish command, or you're happy with your I with your little pinwheel? I didn't see it. All right. If if you'd like, I owe you a favor. And I can trade you the Trident of Fish Command, since you don't know any magic. Or you can keep the pinwheel. All right, tis fair. Tis a, tis a fair trade. All right, you enjoy. And he's going to give back the pinwheel because he doesn't really have much spellcasting ability. And as a fighter, you'd have to give up your two attacks to cast potentially All right, fair one enough. spell. Hey, uh, Maya, which one with Violet and which one with Pablo? Oh, uh, Pablo is the shark and Violet is the bandit. Oh, oh, okay, so, oh, I see it now. Okay, thank you so much, Maya. That's very, very helpful. Oh, you're welcome. I wouldn't want to send Pablo. You, you, you get it. Yes, I wouldn't want to send them in different light. very important. So as Soot is climbing up ahead of Violet and Pablo, Captain Honeymiss stops him and says, I was polite about this yesterday when you brought a dead thing on my ship, but those were pirates, living pirates about an hour ago, and you're not bringing those aboard this ship. Well, why not? What's the problem you have with them? Respect. They deserve a burial at sea, just as any member of my crew would. Well, uh... That's nice and all. I figured you guys would be more accepting of uh, other people's hobbies and things, but, you know, that's... Well, I, I guess I can always make more. Call it a hobby if you like, but they're not coming aboard. So it might be best to leave them be. Well, they're kind of the only things protecting me out here. You we'll can see how small you. I am. We'll protect you. You okay. hired us, so we'll, we'll protect you. Uh, so it gives a very hard glare uh, to Captain Honeymist in a way that is. Uh, can I roll an insight check on Captain Honeymist? Sure. I want to kind of gauge if she is actually like concerned for the pirates or if she is trying to isolate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thirteen. 13. Yeah, best you can determine. She is being genuine. She's being a little bit intimidating in the way she's saying it, but like you believe, generally believe her intent is is out of respect and not a threat to you specifically. Man, Maya's going to be so sad to lose Violet and Pablo. She might be more upset with you than I will be. Like I said, I can always make more. And I'm just going to click my hands and they're both going to fall flat on the little little skip boat that's out there. So they're hoisting that up at the moment, kind of pulling it aside and hoisting it up next to you so that they can just, they'll put us fall into the ocean. Oh, okay. So they can kind of fall out. you and they begin to sink. Um, goodbye, Pablo. Goodbye, Violet. 
sleep well. Told you you'd break her heart. Very happy? Thank you. Consider it a measure of trust. Appreciated. Captain, Captain, is there somewhere that I can fit a grand piano? I need to practice. Uh, I would, uh, I would greatly prefer that you not manifest a grand piano on top of a floating vessel. Uh, it would create a fair amount of ballast. Might cause some problems with the, with the balance of the ship. That is unfortunate. But I respect your authority. So many rules. Hey, Tiburon, uh, do you guys have any vegetables on board? Uh, we keep a fair amount of fruit. Uh, we got some oranges, you know, some mandarins, some grapefruit. I think there's a couple of limes behind those. Oh, grapefruit sounds good. Uh, uh, can I have one of those? All right, follow me. Ah, uh, yes, this, this one looks good. Yeah, let me polish it off for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna eat the, the outside of it? <laughs> uh, that's very kind of you. I, I don't need the outside to be shiny, but it's a it's a very nice yeah, looking. Here, let me. Uh, uh, that's okay. All right. Just. Uh, I mean, uh, it's nice and shiny for that's you. Great. Thank you so much, Tiburon. Tiburon, uh, do you like being a pirate? I I enjoy it a fair bit. It allows me to contribute in a way. That's helpful. Do you ever wish for uh, more than pirate life? Like, you know, walking around the land and getting adventures and stuff? I never did particularly well on land. I would love my own ship one day, but... Oh, that's a good dream. Aye, it is. I would call my ship the Candy Cane. Oh, <laughs> how grand and majestic. Aye, peppermint colors on the sails. Oh, you're going with the whole theme then? <laughs> yes, edible banisters, the whole <laughs> lot. Edible banisters? Aye, aye, uh, they'd be lacquered, but edible. I've tried to tell you, they, your crew would eat the ship, it's just not practical. You, uh, can't, you can have candy on board, you uh, can't have an edible some, ship. What if it was something that dissolves in the water? The hull would not be made of candy cane. All right. Or you could have something where it regrows, like regenerates. It grows things, you pick them off, and then it, you know, keeps growing. What sort of monstrous thing are you speaking of? A tree? <laughs> That's entirely possible! A candy cane tree? Sure. I don't know if one exists, but if I ever see one, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll let you know. I've seen some weird things in my time. Have ye? Ah, ship off the larboard side! And uh, everybody looks up, and roughly the bastion is at anchor, but they're pulling up the anchor. Everybody's making preparations to pull out, but ahead of you, coming around a corner of this harbor, you first see the very, very top mast, like the crow's nest in the top of the sails of a ship coming around, mm. and that ship is just cresting. You can see it as everybody looks up. You can see the front of the trident appear coming around the side, and it is coming at full speed while the bastion is, one, pointed at it, and also at a full stop, getting ready to pull up anchor and head out. So oh, it's no. coming very, very fast, but it's still probably five or 600 feet out. It's pretty far. Gravely would recognize it as kind of like the very, very extent of even longbow range which makes it very uh, surprising when a bolt 
fires towards Maya. And would you say you're holding Mr. Stick? Where's Mr. Stick at? Mr. Stick is, I think, probably, like, on her back, like, slung. So, which makes it surprising when a bolt fires out at Maya, and Maya, you feel Mr. Stick just flip forward up over your head all on its own and land right in front of you and just narrowly block a crossbow bolt that goes just, like, right in between would go like right in between your eyes, but Mr. Stick like lands right in front of you and it pierces the stick and like splits it in half, but it stops the bolt. And you can hear there's like a sudden moment. You get kind of a, because it's right in front of your nose, you have like a, also makes your eyes water a little bit of like a noxious, poisonous, there's something on this bolt. But it did stop it. But then uh, another one shoots out immediately after it. And it does 56 damage between poison and piercing. Uh, Oh, no. Guys, I'm out. What? 